0: i believe we can't overemphasize the fact that jesus christ is our helper jesus christ is our Sabbath, is our rest and then i want to appreciate god for the insights he had given us in our previous studies on this issue the Lord is confronting us with. But now I want to do the last chart and basically I intend to give you the Greek lexicons of the word Sabbath and look some other look at some other sheets of meanings too. I will mention why Jesus Christ heals on the Sabbath. Then I will also look at the relevance of the Sabbath Which is that it is for man's freedom. I will look at other definitions and other words too. Then I will encourage you, based on the things I will share, to believe in supernatural provisions and the gift of earth that God has in store for you. All of these I will. Will discuss under the title rest in the now. And I want to say rest in the now because the Greek lexicon suggests two meanings. Says rest refers to the blessedness the saints will receive at the end of their toiling on health as a kind of comfort. That's pretty, that's good. But then, we want to look at the rest in the now, stability in the now, health in the now, prosperity in the now, the presence of God in the now, the abundance of the Spirit in the now, the labor of the Spirit in the now. So, I'm not just going to be focusing on what we would have by and by, but what Christ had put in place for us even in the now. And I'm going to use two scriptures. By the two scriptures, I want to say that one, jesus is the lord of the sabbath two that the sabbath is meant for man to rest and three that you can enjoy all around rest and when i say all round rest i'm talking about four dimensions of rest in finance in business in relations in your health basically then we can begin to look at rest in family life in finances in parenting in career in business but basically four segments of your life or four angles to your life your health your work with God your intelligence or your skill then your relationship with man hallelujah so two scriptures the first scripture I will show you is second chronicles chapter 20. I like that scripture um, from looking at that scripture, we are going to look at certain Hebrew lexicons. I don't intend to start from there, but since that is the open scripture, I think um, I can't but just look at some of the Hebrew lexicons we may find in that text of the scripture. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles chapter 20. We're going to read, read verse 30 basically is my focus, but I want us to read from Hallelujah. I want us to read from 25 so that we can understand the storyline because that's very important also. Second Chronicles chapter 20 from verse 25. Never you forget that the anchor text is verse 30. Verse 25. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with dead bodies and precious jewels which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away abundance. And they were there three days in gathering of the spoil it was so much hallelujah that's kind of the blessing god is giving to you verse 26 and on the fourth day they assembled themselves in the valley of beracha actually the word beracha means a valley or a name of one of um david's warrior from the word benjamin hallelujah so they they got to the to the valley of Beracha for there they blessed the lord therefore the name of the place was called the valley of Beracha unto this day then they returned every man of judah and jerusalem and just in the forefront that's that's beautiful in the forefront of them to go again to jerusalem with joy for the lord had made them to rejoice over their enemies and they came to jerusalem with pastries and herbs and trumpets unto the house of the lord and the fear of god was on the kingdoms of those countries when they heard of the lord when the that the lord fought against the enemies of israel God's commitment to you. Now, verse 30, where I'm going? We're going to read further. But let's focus on verse 30. So, the realm, this is where I'm going. So, the realm of Jehoshaphat, the dimensions of his life, his kingdom, his reign, his power, his sovereignty, his realm, his terrain, his territory, was quiet i like that it was quiet for his god gave him rest and mark that he did not get the rest because he won the battle but because god gave him rest so the rest he had was consequential i mean the victory he had in, in, in the battles he fought was consequential upon the gift of rest you know for some days i've been telling you rest is the gift rest is the promise for his God gave him rest round about. And Joseph had to reign over Judah. He was 13 and 5 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 20 and 5 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Azuba, the daughter of Oshi. Oshii. Verse 32, and he worked in the way of Asa, his father, and departed not from it, doing... That which was right in the sight of the Lord. Alright, now let's go to verse 30, which is the emphasis. So, the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet as you want to be quiet. But check it there is a reason why his realm was quiet. He worked in the way of the Lord like his father. So, rest is consequential upon certain commitment so if there seems your life is void of this rest it means that there are certain things you've not been doing rightly you have got to do rightly now let's leave that so Rem experienced quietness for his God gave him rest now let's look at the word rest here the first word rest here now the first word rest here is not Sabbath or Savat as we have the original translation of rest from Sabbath seventh means Sabi that is figure but now we're looking at Rest here. Now the word used to rest here is the Hebrew word nuak. And means to rest, to settle down, to remain calm, to repose, to have rest, to be quiet. It means to cause to rest, to give rest to a person, to make quiet. It means to cause to alight, to set down, to settle down, to be at rest, to be at ease. To lay down or to sit down to relax to be in your own place so god gave him the grace to be at rest Nohaki is the word now look at the word quietness now the word quietness is the hebrew word Shokat, and shortcut means to be quiet to be tranquil to be at peace to be quiet to rest to lie still or to be undisturbed i like that word undisturbed so it means that synonyms for the word rest includes quietness peace tranquility safety so the word shortcut and work are interrelated. And it means to be quiet, to be on the to be at peace in the land. To be undisturbed, To pacify, to allay. Oh, I like the word allay. To put aside tension. So the reign of Joseph was quiet. That's God's will for you. All right. That is on the side. The second scriptures, we've been seeing it for a time. So, let's see it very quickly. Maybe we can just look at the anchor text we've started with. Then, you know, we begin to look at some other things. Now, Mark chapter 2 from verse 27 to 28. And he said to them, Jesus Christ speaking here, of course. The Sabbath was made for man. The Sabbath was made for man then he said to them the Sabbath was made for man this is jesus talking rest was made for man i showed you in psalm 1 to the verse 2 that the scripture says that it is vain for you to to wake very early in the morning come back at night just because you want to eat that is it's not god's will for you to labor for what to eat alone and he said unto them the Sabbath." The word Sabbath here means Sabbaton, that is the Greek word Sabbaton, which takes its root from the word Sabbath or from the Hebrew word Sabbath or Sabbath, which is a day of atonement or a particular day of the week, the seventh day of the week, which is consecrated to the Jews. And you know, the idea of Sabbath means to cease from work. To desist from labor, to go on a break, to go on holiday so that you can recuperate. It means to cause to cease or to put an end to. It means to exterminate, to cause to desist or to remove or to cause to fail. To stop from being active. To desist from his action. It means to cease so that you can celebrate. It means to keep back. Now all of these meanings are very important so that we will understand what God is saying. So that sabbaton, the seventh day, the day of completion of the works of God, of creation works, that sabbaton, that seventh day, is meant to be your rest. Because in it, God rested from all he had put in place. So the Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the sabbath the word sabbat here yeah, is the word sabbaton sabbaton but you know interestingly when you turn to okay now verse 28 therefore the son of man is the lord also of the Sabbath. is the lord also of the Sabbath? now let's go to hebrews chapter 4 which had been the text we've been looking at now when you look at hebrews chapter 4 the use of the word rest is interpreted using different greek lexicon we have the word sabaton while referring to that we also have other shapes of meaning that are not actually sabaton for instance we have uh, the word sabbatismos also that is used so we have sabbatismos we have the word kataposis so three words in the greek we have kataposis we have sabbatismos and we have sabaton each of them refers to rest but with some slight meanings we are going to get to look at them as i continue but let me just go through the reference scriptures in Hebrews chapter four. Actually, the discussion started from chapter three. Let's just quickly look at chapter three. We are doing the Bible study this time around. Not um, okay. We're going to read from verse five. It's what it will read, so that we understand everything the Lord will have us have here. Yeah. Hebrews chapter three. From verse 5. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken of. Now, mark the word testimony of those things which were to be spoken of. That is all that Moses wrote, all that Moses demonstrated, all that he built, we are a demonstration of the things we are going to speak about. And never you forget that I have shown you in Colossians chapter 2, verse 16 to 17, that we should not be moved by holy days. Certain days, certain meals certain drinks, but that these are shadows of things to come, but the substance of things is of Christ. I also showed you Hebrews chapter 10, where the apostle says that everything we saw Moses wrote in the law were a shadow of things to come. So the substance of all of those things, the reality of all of these things is seen in Christ. That's what I want to pick. Alright, then verse 5 says, And Moses verily was faithful in in all his house. As a servant for the testimony of those things which were to be spoken of now the word testimony is for the illustration Verse is but christ as a son over his own house whose house we have that's, that's amazing we are the, we are God's house if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope fame unto the hand wherefore the holy ghost yet today if you hear his voice adding not your hearts as in the, in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness Now, I told you then that there are certain things that could hinder us to enter into this rest. In chapter 4, we saw them. Again, in chapter 3, we saw them. That is hardness of heart and unbelief. All right? Okay? And tempting God by having inordinate affections. Lust is a temptation to God. Desiring that which is not within the premises of God's provision for you. So he said, "Do not tempt God." When your father tempted me, provoked me, and saw my works forty years, whereof I was grieved with that generation, and said, "They do always err in their hearts, and they have not known my wisdom." The word they err in their hearts, errors in their hearts. Most of the problems we face, they are the problems of hearts as much as they are the problems of knowledge. deformed heart conditions and i'm not talking about physical condition of the heart the spiritual condition he hath not fasting, not following the lord holy verse 11 god is talking so i swore in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest take it brethren this is a warning lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in the parting from the living god now mark this was actually apostle paul here is writing about salvation and it's writing here to speak of the importance of solely working on the Lord. That's why he said, that If you hold on to the word, we preach, we preach to you. So there is a need for tenacity being tenacious, being consistent. Take it, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil act of unbelief in the pattern from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be adding through the deceitfulness of singing for we are made partakers of christ i like that if we hold the beginning this is what I'm, i was referring to if we hold the beginning of the confidence, steadfast consistently now the greek word for steadfast is what bebaos or bebios, which means to be stable to be firm to be sure to be unmovable Say keep what you are being told Steadfast unto the hand. Verse 15 While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, adding not your heart, see repetitions as in provocation. For some, when they have heard it, provoke, albeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses, but with whom was he gripped forty years, was he not with them that sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? And to whom swell he that they would not enter into his race, but to them that believe not. Verse 19. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. So one of the first things you have got to battle with or deal with is unbelief. 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 It can stand in the way. It can rob you of God's plans. It can disqualify you of God's provision. Although the works are there for you to enjoy, you will not touch it. You know, that reminds me, I think 2 Chris chapter 17, eh, chapter 7, rather. Elisha prophesied that this time tomorrow there is going to be abundance but there is another guy on whom the king, okay, lean, you know it's just like a PA to the king and he said look even if God makes heaven, I mean windows in the heavens, this thing will not be so and Elisha replied said these things will be so, you will only see it but you will not taste it. May we not see the promises of God and we are not able to enter it. And one of the things and one of the reasons why people do not enter God's provision for their life is unbelief the bible calls it an an evil art is a wicked art an unbelief in fact i wouldn't want to say lack of preparations because one of the ways to position yourself even before you start praying for it, is to first believe it's there because how would you pray for what is not available for you so the main problem is unbelief then we can mention insensitivity but let's leave those. Now, let's go on to chapter 4. And let's read from verse 1 to 8. You know, we are just doing exposition now. now. Um, so, we've got to be very careful to stay on the words of the scriptures and their etymology. That's what I'm doing. So, I'm not trying to pass more information. I mean, to instruct you. It's not really um, going to be instructive. But um, to do... Um, a painstaking study. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 4, now from verse 1, going to read through to 11 or so. Let us therefore fear. Now look at fear. Why do we need to fear here? Now we need to fear here because certain people who received the promise earlier before us did not receive it, did not enter it. Meanwhile, the scripture told us in chapter 3 that not all fell a victim, not all fell short but certain people and the word fear them is actually meant is it's not actually means to, to 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 fidget it means to reverence to treat with 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 honor to be conscious not to be careless is the greek word pobeho or fobeho To, 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 to approach a thing with reverence, with a consciousness of value, to place value on. Let us therefore fear less a promise being left us of entry into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. Now, rest here is taken in three senses. One rest in form of salvation. And yeah, it's not even talking about salvation because this guy has been born again already. In chapter 2 and chapter 3, he has told us how that Christ had become a lump and then we have become, you know, one with him. I don't know how to say that, but that he says that um, Christ had to suffer so many things so that he can bring us to glory. So he's talking to believers. So partly this speaks of salvation and the need for continuity, tenacity meanwhile he's also talking about the glory of god engulfing our life at the end of our walk. here he's talking about being conscious of the presence of god of the provisions of god He's talking about being being enraptured by god's provision being preoccupied by that which god can give to us a promise being left us of entry into his promise, any of you should seem to come short of it. Now he's talking to believers. So he said that any of you can fall short of it, it meant that you cannot I mean, it, it, it's likely that you are not able to touch that reality. So he said you have got to be careful. Verse 2 For on the horse was the gospel preached, as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that ate. He's talking about unbelief still. And he says, "Look, this rest comes by preaching. So we cannot separate the rest of God. And let me say it this way: practically, what it has to do with your life? What God is doing with your life cannot be separated from the amount of God's word you believe and you are exposed to. The gospel. Now, the word gospel there means the angelion, the message of God, which is the rest. Was the gospel preached as well as unto them? But the word preached did not mix up." did not profit them being mixed up with faith so the world does not profit them because it did not mix up with faith it, they ate the world but it does not work out in their life it did, not beco- it did not become part and parcel of them it did not become the governing principles in their life so until you come to the place where the word of god begins to drive you you can't enter god's provision let's run because we have a long place to go for we which I believed do enter into the rest i like that as i said as i have sworn in my wrath if they sh- if they shall enter into my rest okay let me take this three again for we which have believed do enter into the rest as i as he said as i have sworn in my wrath if they shall enter into my if they shall enter into my rest Although the works were finished from the foundation of the earth. Verse 4. For he spoke in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise. And God did rest on the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest. So now the the writer here, Apostle Paul, begins to tell us about the repetitive use of the word rest. In order to, to, to show us the emphasis of God on your rest seeing therefore it remained that some must enter therein and that and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief mark that again he he limited a certain day saying in david today after so long a time as I said today if you hear his voice re, 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 repeating the, the, the words of david he quoted it in chapter 3 now he's bringing it up again adding not your heart for if Jesus had given them rest, he's talking about Joshua. If Joshua had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? Now verse 9, there remaineth therefore a rest. To the people of God. So this rest is not just the future rest. It's not just a rest as a relief from sin. As to the fact that sin lost his grip on you is a momentary rest. That's why I call it rest in the now. And he that is entered, I have emphasized this. The evidence that you have got this rest is that you actually rest. He that is entered into this rest is also as seized from his own works as God did from his. Now, why did God cease from his work? Because he had finished his works. Because he has put his resources best into place. So, now, when God put all things in in, in place, he rested because he knows that there are things enough for man to live on. Adam, respectively. So, when we entered into this first now, we begin to draw all we need from whom had put them in place for us. We begin to seek God to be at rest. Now, verse 11, let us labor therefore to enter into the rest you know you know there are different things said here i thought he said that those who believe have entered the rest okay but now he began to say look you have got to labor to enter that so it meant that rest in the use of context here is not just rest as a promise alone it is not just rest as salvation because we receive salvation if it to be salvation you know then the day will become meant we've entered the rest or we've observed the rest but so now that you guys are saved i've still wanted to labor to enter into the rest so the rest is something in the now and something in future something in the now that now you can live in the midst of commotion and your heart is a rest as your the so calm from the wings and the oppositions around you because you enter into a terrain where there is the governance of the aura of God's glory over you meanwhile it is a rest you also seek to enter when you put off this body but we are looking at first entering letting, letting that rest become your experience in the now as you trust God that He will take you there in future. Let us labour therefore to enter into the into the rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the day for the word of the Lord is quick, and powerful, and sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joint and of the marrow, and is the center of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Verse 13 neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his eyes, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do, seeing then that we have a great eye that is passing into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us all pass our profession. Now, you see that the rest here is also uh, mentioned to be passing into glory. Okay, now, let's just stop there. Now, when you look at um, this chapter of the scripture, the word rest Keep repeating himself, and from verse one to verse eight, the word for rest is the word katapo, katapo, or the word kataposis. Now, but when we move to verse nine, therefore, there remained a race for the people of God the rest used in this scripture is not kataposis or katapowo rather it is the word sabbatismus so we have three words sabbatismus sabbaton and kataposis to interpret rest now but we cannot take the rest to just be sabbatismos, a keeping of a Sabbath. because Colossians chapter 2, let's go there verse 16 and 17 tells us that Sabbath is not about a particular day it is about Jesus Christ who had become the substance of all things now let's read from verse 15 and having spoils talking about Jesus, having spoiled principalities and powers he made a sure of them, openly triumphing them in it Verse 16. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath. Now the word sabbath there is the word sabbaton, the seventh day of the of Sabbath, which are a shadow. Now the word shadow is the Greek word sikha. Sikha. Now, the word sick, I mean shadow, a shade caused by interpretation of light. It means an image cast by an object and represented the form of reality. It means a sketch or an outline or an example. So, he said those things are examples of the things to come, but the body. Now, the new KJV causes the substance. Now, the word body there means um, soma, which means um, the main thing, the substance. Is of Christ, the realities of Christ. Now back to Hebrews chapter four. Hallelujah. So in Hebrews chapter four, verse nine, the word "race" is the word "sabbatismos," and sabbatismos. Please, I will be there. Hebrews chapter four, verse nine. There. Remaineth therefore, a rest. A rest. Now a rest there means sabbatismos. The keeping of Sabbath, the keeping of rest. A time to restrain from work. Sabbatismos, uh, the blessed rest from toils and troubles. We look forward in this age and in the age to come. Sabbatismos, a rest, a relief of tension and actually the word sabbatism takes its root from the word Sabbath, which is the seventh day of each week which was sacred festivals for the israelite and which is required for them to abstain from work so there is a break for us god is not a workaholic jesus christ said my father worked and i walked he said my father walked up to now does that mean that god is a workaholic no he had put principles in place so sabbat also means that you put system in place such that when you take a break your businesses your engagement your system can still work even without you and that's how to live you have got to think of creating a system that can be in place such that even when you are not around or when you are no more it can still keep yielding the result that you intend to bring that's rest and that would mean that you should not just be an employee you should not just be an employer. Start a system of business that can function when you are not present. Number one, come up with a system of business that can make you money even when you are sleeping. Trust God for a line of business that can make you to, to, to not fidget thinking of two weeks or a month retreat with the Lord. As the beginning of rest. I'm human being, being what we are we are very inconsiderate sometimes and sometimes we don't want to give our, you know our employees time to rest now i wrote a poem two days ago when i was reflecting on this i wrote rest my soul rest rest in your father rest rest in him who is your life and light rest their soul rest him who parted the rest 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 in the storm rest and watch it come rest because there is rest for you rest in the mighty one who delivered israel from pharaoh rest in the one who delivered elijah from jezebel why are you troubled my soul oh why rest because there is a supply for you rest and see how david brought goliath down rest my soul there is peace for you. See the peace. Breathe its air. Deep down, breathe. Breathe in the peaceful atmosphere of heaven. For they are all for you all alone. Is peace he gives in a chaotic cosmos. Therefore rest, O oh my soul. Do rest. Now from the contents of the scriptures in Genesis chapter 2, verse 1 to 3, the word rest was used by God to speak of his provisions for you in all senses. Meanwhile, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 3 refers to the rest as the complete works of provisions of creation. So rest from this background scriptures refer to the only and all of God. And I mean to say the only supply and all of God for you. All that God by His love and power has single-handedly put in place, has single-handedly made provision for for your ease and comfort. Hallelujah. So Hebrews chapter 4, verse 3 says, For we who have believed, do enter that rest. As I said, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Which rest? The verse continue. The works we have finished from the foundation of the world. The works we have finished from the foundation of the world. Verse 4 now says that for he spoke in a certain place of the seventh day in this wise, and God did rest on the seventh day from all his works. So which works which rest? The rest refers to the works of creation, to the resources, to the natural endowment god had put in place naturally for the survival of man but it meant more than that it also meant spiritual provisions in all its senses so these verses of the scripture is a direct allusion to genesis chapter 3 verse 1 to 3 the works of creation nature the beautiful atmospheres and other intangible realities and creations of god are to deliver for your advantage. So God is not interested in your sufferance or in your suffering. And if you are suffering, maybe because you do not have a skill or a direction because you have got to do something. Even the nation of Israel, God told them, well, I will give you a field you did not buy or pay for, whereas You did not dig houses, you did not build, but then later he told them, "said they should work, they should farm, and they should have bands. We can enjoy certain periods in our life, miraculous supplies of finances, supernatural provisions, much more, we have got to put a system in place that can regulate our finances and bring us ease. It is good you trust God for supernatural deposit into your account, but much more it is good to also follow the principles. As a matter of fact, two things guarantee success: prophecies and principles. Prophecies comes to bear where principle fails. Principles comes to 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 to, to work when you are yet unable to access the mind of God. And when you check Genesis chapter three, verse one to three, you saw that God's love is amazing in that he put things into place for you in other words god was deliberate at creation and he did all he did for you for your sake for your ease for your safety for your bliss for your comfort for your convenience so anything short of these is never god's plan for you hunger poverty sickness pains regret tension trait So then, rest is enjoying all of God's best, all of God's provision for you. And not just that. And it also includes maximizing those provisions to your utmost advantage such that they bring value, they bring love, they bring increase, they bring expansion to you and God's kingdom. Because you are not just the only um, end result or end point. You are a channel through which the blessings you flow. So, anything short of God's provision, short of world, short of earth, short of uh, success, short of expansion, short of growth, anything short of these should be rejected and kicked out of your life because it is sponsored by the devil. You may not see him physically, but that is, and it works. The scripture gave us indications to know when God is engaged in a man's life. Jesus Christ said, if I cast out demons by the fingers of God, then the kingdom have come. In other words, where there is oppression, the kingdom of God has not come. So, the rest is the coming of the kingdom into your life. Permeating every nuances, every facet, every segment, every division, every angles that that makes your life. The scripture says that God rested from his work, not rested in his works. So your rest is not consequent upon your labor, but on God's provision. It is consequent on God's provision, on God's supply of your needs. In other words, your sources in all spheres of life will deliver as you seek to know the Father As you seek to enjoy the Father. As you seek to tap into all that God has put in place for you. He is not going to put them in place. He had put them in place. You are the one to came to them. So never you forget that. Two references were made to rest. As seen in Hebrews chapter 4 from verse 1 to 8. Rest in direct reference to Genesis chapter 2 verse 1 3 that is hebrews chapter 4 verse 4 for he spoke in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise and god did rest the seventh day from all his works in other words rest is spoken to as a reference to the provisions of the works or the works of god i want to say so genesis chapter 2 1 to 3 is a reference to rest which is consequent on God's perfect and complete provisions. It's a pointer that is, the writer here is pointing us to see for ourselves the perfection and the completion of God's provision for you. And this is what brings about rest. And here also, we'll talk not just of the availability of stuffs to enjoy but also of you who is available in earth in peace of mind to enjoy that god has given to you the second reference of rest was a reference to joshua although david was quoted casually but then the other reference to rest as a promise is the rest joshua promised to give the people when he allotted the land for them So there's another reference to Rex when Joshua was referenced as the one who was meant to bring the people into the rest, a way of saying that we is meant to give them the promised land as God had promised them. But the truth of the matter is that the rest is not about then, it's about now. And if I thought you are going to enter it, I've got to learn to listen to the voice of God. Now, Apostle Paul said, Joshua did not give the people rest. So, the rest is not just enjoying God's possessions or receiving promises alone. It comes in close relationship with Christ. And these references both to Genesis, when God said, Well, I have blessed the seventh day because I have finished my works. And Joshua was meant to take the people into rest. We are a pointer of what Jesus will do was a prophetic picture of Jesus Christ direct from the arrest of darkness. The reason why we go everywhere, casting out demons, healing all those who are oppressed, and we even heal on the Sabbath day. And we tell them, the reason why I'm healing on the Sabbath day is because I am the Lord of the Sabbath. Let me show you a few scriptures here. I think it's very important. Jesus is our Sabbath. There's no reason why you have to be in tension. Jesus was deliberate, on healing on the Sabbath days to give a message that he is the fulfillment of the Sabbath. Is man's rest manifested? Is man's freedom manifested? Is freedom from all the molestations and the harassment of the devil? Look at the healing of the man with the withered hand. He healed that man on the Sabbath day. Matthew chapter 12, verse 10 to 12. Matthew chapter 12. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 12, glory be to God forevermore, we have rest, God is the rest. Matthew chapter 12, God is the rest. So I don't know that thing in your life that has been causing tension or rift or certain problems and you have not been able to fix it, why don't you look up to the Father? Matthew chapter 12 from verse 10 to 12. Matthew chapter 12 from verse 10 to 12. Hallelujah. Glory be to God forevermore. All right. And behold, there was a man which had his hand withered. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days, that they might accuse him? And he said unto them, What man shall there be among you, there shall not have one sheep that have one sheep brother. and if it falls into a pit on the sabbath day will not lay hold on it and lift it out that is value how much more then is a man better than a sheep wherefore is it lawful to dwell on the sabbath day sorry wherefore is, is it lawful to do well on the sabbath day then said he to the man straight forth then hand and stretch it forth and it was restored as all as the other. Healing on the Sabbath. That healing is to demonstrate man's need for freedom, from that which had caused his life to wither. Caused his finance to wither. Caused his marriage to wither. Caused his career to wither. Caused his, to wither, caused his life to wither. He has been detached and, and 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 disalienated from God. This man had a withered hand. Some people had withered business. Withered situation, withered health. And Christ said, Look, the purpose of freedom is to give man rest, is to enforce the rest. There's another case of healing. In Luke chapter 13, Jesus Christ identified a particular woman who was under the siege of darkness, a daughter of Abraham, but the devil got an hold of. And Christ said, The Sabbath is to bring her to freedom. It was on Sabbath day Jesus Christ healed her. Luke chapter 13. So Sabbath is God's freedom for me now. Now, glory be to God. 10 to 16. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. There is rest for me. So, whatever the condition your life, you can rest from it. Now, Luke chapter 13 from verse 10. And I was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. Sabbath on the day of rest. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed and could not in no wise lift up herself. She had a spirit of infirmity. It was not just a medical condition. It was a devil that bound her. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, woman, thou art loose from thy, from thy infirmity. And he laid his hand on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Now, verse 14, and the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, there are six days in which men ought to walk. That's the idea of Sabbath. In them, therefore, come and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. And Lord answered and said, Thou hypocrite, dost not each of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom as bond lo these 18 years will lose from his bond on the sabbath so the purpose of sabbath is your freedom now i say one of the things i intend to do is to provide answers to the question why must or why did jesus heal on the sabbath one he healed on the sabbath The sabbath is prophetic is to showcase god's promise of rest through jesus two Sabbath is to proclaim the completeness and the perfection of the work of redemption. Sabbath is to bring man to the consciousness of God, Fatherhood, and His provision. And much more, Sabbath was the day Christ performed miracles often, as recorded. Not often there are times He goes here and there He heals, but often you see that the synoptic writers of the Gospel emphasize that the the the, the problem Jesus Christ had with the religious leaders of it, this was because He healed on Sabbath days and more. And why did He heal on Sabbath day? He heals on Sabbath day because Sabbath days they are meeting days; they come together to worship. So it was an in garden, just as you go to church on Sundays. Hallelujah. There was another account of healing in Luke chapter fourteen of a man which drops dropsy. In Luke chapter fourteen, from verse one to four, we saw the case of this man. He had um, um, that 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 disease called dropsy. I'm going to read from the. New living translation so that we can pick what that meant really in order to see what the lord is showing us luke chapter 14 just turn the chapter over from where we stopped on the sabbath day jesus went to eat dinner in the home of a leader of the pharisees and the people were watching him closely there was a man there whose arms and legs were swollen. That is a dropsy a swollen hand and a leg. Jesus asked the Pharisees and an expert in religious law. Is it permitted in the law to heal people on the Sabbath? They are not. When they refused to answer, Jesus touched the sick and healed him and sent him away. Then he turned to them and said, Which of you doesn't work on the Sabbath? If your son or your cows falls into a pit, don't you rush to get him out again they could not answer now a few things here jesus here on the sabbath and jesus guys began to show us one of the reasons why god enacted the sabbath as what to be observed number one is to teach he knows that these people are rebellious they are going to default it they are going to infringe it they are going to trespass it so god put it in place that they should not walk because you know, certain conditions will warrant that hey they go eating something maybe their animals fall into the dish, although it's a sabbath but they want to save his life so God was teaching value system by sabbath in another reference of the scripture Jesus Christ said look even David when he was hungry although he he was not qualified to eat the food made for the priest and the men within him but because God valued man's feeling, man's hunger, he ate that which does not belong to him he did not die not because he was holy but because God is showing us value so sabbath stands for value, respect to people's health, respect to people's right respect to people's freedom, respect to people's opinion and you know, one of the things that is mind blowing in the scripture also, is that even that particular day, Jesus Christ was not was not even gathered to preach or to heal. He went to eat on the Sabbath day, to eat dinner with one of the Pharisees, was just a parting day. You know, Jesus Christ carries so much power, at which we come to that dimension, that the power of God is at home in us, that God finds himself hosted in us, that we can host God that God can abide in us, that even accidentally or deliberately, when we come across a challenge, issue, we can check them out by the life of God in us. Such dimension of the thickness of God's glory over us and within us. It don't say day day. Bless God forevermore. Let me show you another case. Hallelujah. Another case, the healing of the man that had been the problem for 38 years. And these are critical conditions. The daughter of Abraham, I've just shown you, was afflicted for 18 long years. Not 18 weeks, not 18 days, not 18 hours, not 18 months. 18 years. Now, there's another critical case in John chapter 5, from verse 8 to 12, about a man that was at Versailles. That, that man had been there for 38 years. And it was not the only one. There were many of them there, but this particular person, Jesus Christ, singled this case and allowed Apostle John to help include that case. In the xenotic gospel to tell us that there is no case that is closed for god there is no situation that is too late you know that reminds me of a story of a woman that wrote um apostle smith wigglesworth to come and save his marriage because the husband was trying to file a divorce and there had been tension and then you know and they called him to come urgently and by the time uh apostle smith wigglesworth got there the man had parked out of the house and the woman said oh, you came late the man had just gone, I wish you had come earlier. And the Apostle said, There is no lateness with God. Although he had gone, we call him back. Such authority, such such stature in the spirit, to call back that which seems to have gone out of hand, to bring into shape and order, that which seems to be formless and void and empty and unpromising so this man had been there for 38 years he was hopeless and no, you know to that man he felt that well if he had got people around him it the case might have been better or he might have been cured of his condition and he was there for 38 years expecting that one day he will get into the water but each time he goose by his effort to get into the waters somebody else get there let me tell you this no matter how brilliant how 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 pacey you are how fast how smart you are you know hmm. You will always see people ahead of you. Who can peace ahead of you? It's not about who you are or who you do not have. John chapter 5 from verse 5. John chapter 5 from verse 5. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case. Look at that he said unto him will thou be made whole, now look at the man excuses and some of us give this excuse sometimes the impotent man answered him sir i have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool but while i am going another step down before me then jesus said to him rise up take up oh my god this man blowing it's not a matter of what you have or what you don't have Who is there to help you? Who is not there to help you? When the Lord's favor rests upon you, it will make men who don't even know you to run after you to assist you. He said, I do not know anybody. But Jesus said, nonetheless, I command authority. rise up and take up your bed and immediately the man was made old and he took up his bed and worked on that same day was the day of rest so jesus's healing was to to mark the fulfillment of prophecy that rest have come into the world the light have come into the world now the scripture jump into my spirit john chapter 3 i want us to see it hallelujah jesus christ here re- reclaimed or declared is prophetic destiny. He said for light I am coming to the world. But mankind lost darkness than light because their deeds were evil. Hallelujah. John chapter three from verse 18. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son. He has not believed in the name of the Holy Son of God, in the only begotten Son of God. Verse 19 And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And everyone that doeth evil hated the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. And he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they were wrought in God. Now, the emphasis of the scripture is that light has come into the world. So, there is no tension. You can live a tension-free life. And I'm seeing this with all assurance. And it's not just that there is only health and freedom from you, even there is provision, I mean supernatural so provisions for you. Let me ask you. Have you ever experienced a mighty storm? So strong. Having the capacity or aiming to capsize your ship or boat, whatever the case. And then what did you do? Was it that you kept quiet or you called on Jesus? Or was it that you chose to rest absolutely on his love and the rest that he gives? What did you do? Let me tell you this. If you, before time, develop the consciousness and focus on the presence of God, the love of God. Let me say all the graces of God that is in your spirit and that have been activated for you. Even when storm arises, you will relax. I was watching Apostle Rameosai i think yesterday he was teaching on power and authority then he said i will just make a declaration so he made a declaration i said i will not say anything further i will watch on the power of god to carry out that which i have said because it is authority so when you enter into this consciousness of sabbath you know that it is your right it's your legal authority to enjoy health to enjoy resources to enjoy provisions and if that's not your case now, that's not your if that's not your experience now, you can pray yourself until you touch the gotcha. Hallelujah. The truth of the matter is that fear makes us say too many things at times. In fact, some of our prayers are prayed out of fear. They are prayed out of being nervous, being been being, being, being confused as to what to do. We see all kinds of things, but the situation never abates, never abates or is never abated. I wish you a quiet friend. Although I understand that sometimes because of the tension, the pressure, the threat around and before you, you act, you react, you act. But if I were you, I will soak my spirit with faith, lifting realities with faith-provoking prayers and meditations, knowing fully well that there remains a rest for me because I'm God's person. And if truly I have entered that rest, I will rest in thee. And I will rest from all kinds of anxiety or agitations. So, for dear friend, rest in God's love, rest in God's power, rest in the now stop being anxious stop being disturbed there is rest for your soul so let your soul rest now that reminds uh, me the words of jesus let, let's quickly see that in uh, matthew chapter six some of the scriptures i didn't plan them the holy ghost just keep bringing them to my spirit is says, sick first the kingdom of god and it's righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Then after saying that, he said, do not think of what you will eat, what you will wear, where you will live. And these are the things we seek after. Verse 32 said that, for all these things the Gentile seeks after. For But your father knows that you need them. In other words, Jesus Christ was telling us, that, look, a sign that you don't even know your father is a sign of anxiety. So when a believer begins to be anxious, it means that you have not really taken God as your father. Or that you don't know the implication of being that is your father. Or knowing that the, 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 the father is, as the father he is as catered for you. Now, where I am going to is just verse 34. I will not even go to verse 3. It's a very popular scripture. Seek for the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all that is added unto you. That is when you begin to seek God, every other thing will work out for you. And what's the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God refers to any system, any activity, any pursuit, anything at all you do in life that God is the center, God is the king, God becomes the authority. But you know, it's 34 that the Holy Ghost Flashed into my spirit. He said, "Take therefore no thought for the morrow; that is for tomorrow. For the morrow that is tomorrow shall take thought of the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof." What's the scripture telling us? Live day by day. Yesterday is gone. Live today. Live each day, and trust God for strength. Does that mean you will not plan your life? No, but don't be anxious. And never you forget why i said all this there are two references from hebrews chapter 4 verse 1 to 8 to rest first reference to genesis chapter 3 the completion of god's work and the blessing of man to enjoy it and second the fulfillment of god's promises to the fathers Abraham, to give them the land of the jebusite the amorite the perizzite and the canaanite six great nations and i said that to show you that those are just pointers to the reality that Christ is the fulfillment of this. Now, let us examine briefly the Greek lexicons and the Hebrew words translated "rest." Never you forget, Hebrews four one tells us that the rest is a promise that must be experienced. And what are the things that denies us of that promise? Unbelief, insensitivity to the voice of God, hardened hearts, carelessness, or loose talking. Show-sightedness is one of them also the reason why the generation of the hebrews who left egypt could not enter the promised land was because of their loose talking and their loose believing and you see when you talk loosely you'll be induced to believe wrongly and that's why i've got to be careful who you listen to i like what feladro says he said that look you've got to pay attention to people who command your airtime. h-e-a-r-t i-m-e those people you listen to because what what you listen to can influence you and that's not don't, that's why not everything you pick from the tv you, you follow dogmatically you're not a stupid person so be wise so let's look at those lexicon those lexicons of uh, of rest so the first greek word for rest in hebrews 4 1 is the word kataposis. And catapults suggests putting to rest as in a calm, a baby from Christ, or as in coming a wind. So, rest is just like you lure your baby to sleep. You lure that baby out of Christ. Maybe the baby wants to pull, the baby wants to feed, the baby wants to pass away, the baby is feeling hot or stuffy inside. The baby communicates its discomfort. So, sometimes when there are things that are not working, it's just a, your response to the atmosphere that's not favorable. But you have got to enter into the cuddling of the Father where you rest. Maybe you are in the storms of life. Your marriage is at storm. Your business has stormed. You have got to enter that calmness. That is the meaning of rest. Catapultes. Another meaning is a resting place. Like your bed. Where you sleep when you have your rest. And metaphorically, um, rest also implies the heavenly blessedness in which God dwells. You know, oftentimes Moses is saying to God, come to the resting place. Where God dwells. So, Sabbath is where God dwells. So, Sabbath also refers to the heavenly promise to those pres- persevering or persevering believers in Christ who are partakers of His life. That is God giving us comfort from toiling and from the trials of life. Actually, catapults as its root from the word. Katapawa and Katapowo means to take a rest after being worked up or after being stretched up or after some grueling, exhaustive exercises. That is Katapowo. It also means to make quiet, to cause to be at rest, to lead to a quiet abode, to be still, to be calm, to be restful, to restrain from stress, from certain unfavorable situations, experiences or conditions. That is the root word from which catapostasis is taken from. Another meaning of the word catapostasis is to have a release from sin. To be purged of tension. To come to the state where you no longer remain under the excitement and the the seductions of sins. But then, when you look at Hebrews chapter 9, I mean chapter 4 verse 9 another word is given to us like I've mentioned earlier for the word rest it is the word sabbatismus. and sabbatismus means the skipping of Sabbath. that is the observing that is this thing has to 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 find the expression in your life sabbatismos that is you have got to be baptized in this consciousness sabbatismos to keep the Sabbath, to ensure that you keep it, you walk in this consciousness, it becomes your living experience. And do not forget, Colossians chapter 2, verse 16 and 17 says that Jesus Christ is the, is the Sabbath. So, to keep the Sabbath is also Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, looking unto Jesus to submit to his authority. So, Sabbath is the rest from toils, from troubles, from chaos. That we cannot get around the world but it's only gotten in Christ it also includes the relief from troubles and toil that we look forward to in the age to come so the word sabbatismos is the root word for the word Sabbaton, which refers to the 7th day of each week sacred by the israelites and which is required that they keep holy meanwhile in matthew chapter 11 verse 28 to 30 the word for rest is not even sabbaton it's not sabbatismos it's not um katapobo, neither is it kataposis but then in matthew chapter 28 from i'm sorry matthew chapter 11 from verse 28 to 30 the word for rest is the word an ab-o-o. an ab-o-o. and it means to cover or permit one to cease from any movement or labor in other words it's a time to recover and recollect strength so sabbath is a time of refreshing a time of empowerment a time of restoration a time of synergy a time of 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 of, of empowerment an come on to me all the labels and heavily and i will give you an hour to give rest to refresh to give one rest to take away stress to make one quiet to make one calm to make one patient because of certain goodly expectations and actually the word "anna" power has two root words "anna," which means to be in the midst power which means rest or peace so, Anna Paul actually means to be in the midst of peace, to be surrounded by peace, to make a wind to cease, to make to cease or to, to make to stop certain tension. It means to, to restrain a, a thing or a person from something or to release from a grip or influence or effect or cause that is not favorable. And we saw that Jesus Christ says, I am the one that gives anapow a state of calmness. So the works of god was what brought us rest and that rest was not to himself to god but it was to you the scriptures that god rested from his work having given you all you need sufficiently god is our sufficient so that you can live on his provisions on his works for you so Sabbath is god's work for me God's investment for me, and that reminds me of Ephesians chapter one. Do so I say that your eyes of understanding may be, may be, your eyes of understanding may be enlightened, that you may see the exceeding greatness of his power towards you will believe according to the to the mighty power that he wrought in Christ. So there's an investment of heaven in you. So God rested from his work, not rested in his work, he rested from because he had put enough in place. He rested from his work, means that he does not live on creation work. He made those great galaxies for you so that you will love and serve him so that you will know that he cares for you. God did this all alone for your convenience. And you know, it was not just that hell God made us to live so that we can work for him and after we have made some money for him, he killed us and he, 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 he um gets that money to himself. Or that he, he just made billions of people so that he wants to create wealth in order to feed the angels. No, he does not even on creation. He ceased from his works, not he ceased or uh, um, he stopped working in his work. I don't know how to put it. God rested from his work. That's what I want to say. Not rested in his, so it's not dependent on what he created. he's a spirit. But we, being a body, being although we are spirit also, needed to survive on certain things in this material world. So God put them in place. Convenience is rest. Comfort is rest. Peace of mind is rest. Quietness is rest. Calmness is rest. And this is a prophetic foreshadow of Jesus's mission. Jesus also completed the redemptive work. His works for us, and He did it all alone, so that you can rest in the middle of commotion. Colossians chapter one verse thirteen is coming to mind. Time, be God, who will make us particular. the inheritance of the saints he delivered us from the power of darkness and he translated us into the kingdom so he took us from the harassment from the molestation just as he took the israelites out of egypt and jesus christ did this all alone for us john chapter 19 verse from verse 28 to 36 that jesus christ completed the mission and he said it is finished ephesians chapter 10 Sorry, Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 10 to 23 tells us that Christ had brought us to God. He took away the middle wall of partition so that we can be an habitation of God and we can be members of God's household. Colossians chapter 2 verse 16 to 17 tells us that Jesus Christ is the substance of all things. Matthew chapter 28 verse 1 says that Jesus Christ rose at the end of the Sabbath to be our Sabbath. And John chapter 14 says, Verse 27 and John chapter 20, verse 21 respectively told us that Jesus Christ is our peace. Now let's check that scripture. John chapter 14, 27. I just want us to see another Greek word for the word peace, which is somewhat um related to the word rest. John chapter 14, verse 27. Glory be to God forevermore. Peace i live with you my peace i give unto you not as the world giveth giveth i unto you lest not your heart let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid now look at i don't want to read further but let's just focus on that verse of the scripture jesus christ says something very very important before we we begin to see the greek lexicon for the word peace he said look when i was with you there was no tension. You were in peace. Say, I live with you, I stayed with you. For these years you followed me in peace. And he said when I'm going, I am not taking that peace. You know that our Christ is the custodian of the rest of the peace. And when he lived with the disciples, he made them experience who he is. So Sabbath is the experience of the nature and the life of Christ. It's not just the quotation of the scriptures is living the life of God is the presence of God peace i live with you so you can't have the sabbath without jesus peace i live with you and my peace i bequeath to you i give unto you not as the world give that how does the world give momentarily you have it today you don't have it tomorrow so you know so, so you can live in perpetual peace that's what the scripture is saying not as the world giveth give i unto you let not your heart be troubled neither let's be afraid so the end result of peace and rest is a life void of trouble and fear so when you are still afraid and you have been troubled by certain things you've not entered into this peace. and as a matter of fact what i want to show you is the word peace in the greek the word peace in the greek is the word irene, or irene, and you know irinem is a state of national tranquility an exemption from war from the havoc of war and from danger and all kinds of rage it is peace or harmony between an individual it is relationship it is concord. peace means security it means safety it means felicity it means prosperity and you know Peace and harmony makes and keep things safe and prosperous. So Jesus Christ said, Look, I am giving you peace and harmony. There are two different things. The reason why peace is an effect of harmony. When things are in place, that is, when things turn out the way they ought to go, the result is going to be peace. So where there is no peace is an indication that things are wrong somewhere. So the greek word for peace is the word irane tranquility quietness calmness rest security prosperity and Irane also speaks of jesus's peace by leading us the way of salvation it means to be quiet in your soul because you are assured of the presence of god and because you will receive salvation in christ it means to be able to stand before God without any sense of inferiority complex, because um you have made peace by your faith in the Son, and as a result, you fear nothing in God. To be at peace it means it means to be content with with your state, with your state of being, with your earthly lot, of whatever sort that it is. To be at peace. Is to be on a state of devotion and calmness. Is a state of being upright. So peace, righteousness, and all of those still express the same thing. So when we speak of Sabbath, we speak of rest. We speak of peace. We speak of calmness. We speak of quietness. We speak of safety we speak of the presence of god moses is found often saying come lord to your resting place so sabbath is the rest of god is god amongst us is god abiding with us sabbath speaks of divine sustenance and sufficiency sabbath is not just an absent or a present of certain days of certain things sabbath is jesus christ our savior Sabbath is a call. Come unto me, or you will labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Sabbath is a gift. Sabbath is a promise. Sabbath also refers to God's word abiding in you, which gives you calmness and peace in return. Hallelujah. And what do you do with it? You observe it. You've got to be conscious of it you've got to enter it the scripture said that you have got to labor to be diligent and consequently you cease from your labor to enter it so to enter it means accepting god's provisions abraham entered that rest for 15 years king Clehodoma, you know intimidated all the kings around but abraham escaped that enoch was able to work with god In the world that is walking contrary to God, Joshua walked in it. Solomon walked in it. That was why he was able to build the temple. But Isaac also walked in it. And all of this they walked in was Jesus. Because Jesus is the Lord of the rest. So the rest Abraham walked in, Enoch walked in, Noah walked in, Joshua walked in, Isaac walked in, and everybody who has walked in this dimension of peace, they walked in Christ. So, Christ is the Sabbath. So, when Abraham enjoyed peace, he enjoyed Christ. So, Abraham had an experience of Christ. Enoch had an experience of Christ. Noah had an experience of Christ. Joshua had an encounter with Christ. Joshua chapter 5, the last verse. Solomon had an experience. David had an experience in that he was strengthened. To fight back to this peace. So that they can have peace. So why did God ask us to keep the Sabbath only? Because it was prophetic. It was pointing to Jesus Christ, the Lord of rest. We will give rest to your soul. We will set you free. And said that you have got to esteem this rest, it is a call to take Jesus and His provision seriously. And just as Jesus' offering was made to bring us to rest, we are to rest accordingly. But you have not experienced it, it is high time to enter into that experience. So Jesus Christ healed on the Sabbath to showcase the purpose of the Sabbath, which is a or was a fulfillment in him. He is the Lord of the Sabbath. And rest is made for host. So there's no tension. So, what is rest? Rest is walking the consciousness of divine supplies. Rest is dependence on God. Rest is leaning on God. Rest is ceasing or to cease from labor or cease from struggles. I'm not saying you're going to resign. But a place of calmness. A place where you are not troubled, where you are not disturbed by anything. Why is rest important? It brings about ease. It brings about comfort. It brings about comfort. It brings about peace. It brings about fitness and strength. Rest from what exactly? Rest from sin. Rest from the molestations and the harassment of darkness. Rest from stress in the body. Rest from tensions. Rest from pressures. And everything that makes you to be unstable. What is the implication of rest? Peace of mind. Cessation from struggle. After Jesus had made provision for your freedom, he rested and said it is finished. He gave up the ghost. Just as God rested when he has completed his work. And this is the basis of our rest. Things are ready. The very reason why we have got to be confident because things are ready. So the idea of rest is the idea of provision. The idea of settlement. Settlement. God has said to you. Jesus made peace available. Jesus made this rest available. So the battle is over. The battle is won. Now you can rest. Jesus Christ had rested. He was raised from the dead. And now he's seated at the right hand of God. He did not only redeem you, He restored you, He recreated you and bring you rest. So now you can rest. Have you been given access to the Father? Jesus Christ has taken away the barricade, the middle wall of partition. Now you can rest. Now you have the authority over the devil. Jesus is your rest. There's no tension. There's no contention. There's no pain. There's no fear. You can rest. I don't know what tension you've been confronting or you've been facing in your life. This is the time to rest. Jesus is also resting. Hallelujah. So why did God put rest in place for us? Why did God make provision for Sabbath? Sabbath was the provision of God to show us that things are in place, to show us that He has made us managers who is to manage and multiply God's things, God's creation. I want to say so, consequently, we have all the resources of heaven. So, the creation was a pointer of God's provision. And this rest is not just only rest alone. It is a perfect and a complete rest. You can enjoy it. It can be rest on all sides of you. So rest is God's provision for you in Christ Jesus. Which he made the work of Moses to illustrate. So the rest speaks of God's creative power god's omniscience god's ability to know event before time and to put provisions in place jesus is the substance of that spiritual reality and that even tells you that there's nothing coincidence in your life so rest is an experience in god to possess or to enter it is wealth without labor, provision without toiling. It is ease and supernatural sustenance or supply. And rest is now. It will be futuristic also, but it must be now. After seven days, God rested. And that seven days indicate the exact time, the perfect time. And it also shows us the perfection of the provisions we have. In due time, God made us enter into, into his plan, into his rest. The rest is God's plan for you. Jesus Christ accomplished it. Jesus Christ accomplished it. And He sat down at the right hand of the Father when He accomplished it. So, Sabbath is God's plan for you. It's God's labor for you. God's labor for you to give you convenience, to give you security, to give you comfort in the world that is riddled with problems. So, God's Sabbath is God's supply of all your needs. Is also include freedom from all bondage of the enemy. So Sabbath is God's provision for me. And that provision is my rest. The reason why I can go to bed and snore. That rest includes my assurance that my prayers will be answered. Jesus Christ called this rest peace. He said, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. In this world you have revelation, but do not be afraid because I overcome the world for you. So Jesus is the one who restores and brings us into God's rest. So how do we know that a man had actually encountered the rest? The evidence that you have entered into God's rest is the amount of peace you enjoy. per time especially in the face of opposition and contrary situations. There you can rest. You can rest. This rest is God's prearranged plan of redemption and inheritance. For his own people. And it is meant for you. Christ purchased it for you. You are completing name with the head of all principalities and power. God's provision was beautiful nature. Provisions in the natural. To illustrate that Christ will make new creations. Will be able to touch and relate to the dimensions of the spirit of God. So rest is restoration, it's redemption, it is authority given to you in Christ. And you can have it. You can have it. Can you say, Father, help me to walk in the consciousness of the provisions I have in Christ?